partners to Lamb and Lynn. Oh. This <laughs> you ruined my flow. You immediately stabbed my flow in the fucking neck. I can't I, believe you. I had to. After that, after a start like that. Hello, partners. This is Lamelin. This is where we here play games, and there's there's a uh, how many of us are there? There's five of us. Except today, there's six of us because we got a little partner here sitting with us. Her name's Doris. That's it. This is a Madeline got a dog. I got a dog. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's real cute. She likes to eat worms. <laughs> <laughs> she does. <laughs> Follow Madeline on any of her social media. You will eventually see this dog. Mm-hmm. If you look really hard. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> a secret to everybody. There. Just look at the picture of the dog really hard. <laughs> she's so tiny. Yeah, she's a little. She's real little. Um, yeah, so this is uh, the Lavinland podcast. It's literally not even called that anymore. Secret Heart. I mean, I guess oh, it really whoops. is. <laughs> I mean, even saying that, we haven't stopped you. Because, like, it really yeah. is. Wait a second. It still is the Lavinland podcast. Because, I mean, this is. Well, no, I can't say it's the only podcast with Lavinland because Gaming on the Rocks has a whole Lavinland sub like story that they've got going on. A great campaign. Have you listened to that? Am I the only one at this table that's no, listened listen, to I haven't Threads listened of Ether? to all of it. I looked at oh, the okay. fan art. I've dipped, in, I've dipped into it here and there. Threads of Ether is fucking dope. It, 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 is, it, it makes me feel so happy that it is the first piece of the Lavinland extended universe. Yeah. yeah. So Because it's, it's just so well done. Anyway, but yeah, still like it's still a Lavalin podcast. We're we're doing Lavalin. It's not like we've done anything else yet, right? Maybe one day. But we, uh, we, I mean, we've done like one shot stuff in what the final girl game that we played. We did Lilac Delights and Lilac. Yeah, yeah, Lilac yeah. Delights was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got a new studio space. Hmm, that's very true. We did. Yeah. So if it sounds a little different, it sounds like shit. Please let us know. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't. But it, I hope. Fingers crossed. Fingers it should, crossed. It should sound better, right? I mean, it should at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it'll probably get even better in a little bit. Yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna spruce it up a little bit more. Get some curtains going on on that yeah. side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what like that side is. Faux but wall. They can side. imagine. That's mm-hmm. what this show's about, man. It's imagining, imagining <laughs> stuff. Theater of the mind. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, with the new studio space and my new worm dog, I mean, we're basically unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling good. Feeling hot. Feeling feeling sexy. You know? yeah. Feeling clean. Feeling like a new 2022 Mazda C4 Sport all-wheel drive. That's what I'm feeling like. Around the corner. It's a good choice. Yeah. Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm feeling hot. Mm-hmm. Made eye contact with Patrick when I said that. And yeah, he, did. he immediately looked away. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm feeling hot." Patrick, looked away. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, oh goodness." <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, that was your but, opening. Uh, we're we're ready to we're ready to play games now. So start. I think start it's, the it's hard to come up with opening because I think we all just really want to play. Mm, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we can play. Well, okay. Yeah. I did have uh, an amazing intro where I was going to welcome you to the branch, but. <laughs> Zach stabbed it in the throat. Mm. Zach doesn't know what he did. We're trying our best. So uh, <laughs> I tried to level up my sheet, and I literally don't have any more space in my sheet. Well, that means you don't level up. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah that's yep. where it ends. Monopoly <laughs> there it rules. Is. No hotels. Hotel shortage. Yep. Oh, rules my right. God. Yep. Yep. Rules so, is written. Don't it. have so, room on your sheet. Can't level chain up. Issue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We can start the game, I guess, if you guys want to. Whatever. Yeah. We play games. Mm-hmm. What is it that you? Th- I get that you're being jokey, funny, haha. What yes, is it that you- this is what I think we do? 
It's just bullshit. It's, ba- it's bullshit banter podcast? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not nearly as clever enough for that, personally. You're right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Burned. Um, Madeline's been in a I'm gonna shit on everybody mood since mm. she came in the door mm. earlier. Listen, I'm cranky and mm. I bought myself a chocolate bar and it really didn't help. Mm. I so, can't wait I to mean, see how it translates to the game. That's when you know it's bad though. For real. Yeah. yeah when you buy true. like a really good like eight dollar chocolate bar. Ooh. And yeah. it's got like cute little animals on the front of it, and then you eat it. Oh, and you're is like, it one of those oh. uh, one of those uh, wildlife bars or whatever? No, um, it had a little monkey on it, and it had like hazelnut butter in the middle of it. It was uh, super good, yeah, but then I was good. just like, mm, still bitchy. It <laughs> <laughs> didn't help. Yeah, that's 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 that's. I went back. I went and got some yeah. uh, some sushi and some crab rangoons, and went to the park. I was like, this will make me feel better. And uh, I ate it all, was looking at this hawk flying overhead, and I was uh-huh. like, this is real cool. I'm still fucking sad. Oh, <laughs> That's just how it works now, right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's play some games. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, we'll play some games. Damn. Are you nervous, Zach? Is that why you're stalling? I'm not stalling. You're the one who wanted to do opening and then insulted all Texans. You're, you did this. I don't know if I was it's insulting, if it's just accurate. Mm. Oh. Mm. Well. <laughs> this is layered on there. <laughs> Oof. Lone no. Star is not a good beer. <laughs> now, now you've started a fight. <laughs> yep. You've started a fight. Yep. I like Shiner Buck better. Yeah. I mean, I like Shiner Buck. I, I enjoy Lone Star. Can never go back to Lubbock now. Isn't there a type of tick called Lone Star? Yeah, yeah, Lone Star. Mm. Tick, yeah. yeah, because they're from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, the tick didn't specifically originate in just the area that is Texas. I have no idea. Do you know that Google? Somebody? No. No, we're not going to Google that. We need like a like a a person that does that. You know, like hey. Nathaniel, just a can you look that up? Emmanuel? Yeah, get that on the screen oh, for me, Nathaniel. Oh, Nathaniel. <laughs> you know. I like, like, wow, you get Doris that. to do it. Yeah. Train Doris to use a smartphone. Yeah. She, she would just no be looking at though. She don't need them. She'll bark into the mic. Get her a special trains. She's the best little intern. Size keys. Yeah. We've been She's talking for eight minutes. Okay, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Dramatas. Uh, uh, imagination <laughs> land. Uh, everybody ready? Okay, here we go. Whoa. <laughs> that was me experiencing the transition <laughs> imaginary land <laughs> the siege smoke clears the day is hazy you can see outside the force the pure raw force of this battle has sundered part of the top of the crimson tower there's a crack the size of a carriage where the bricks were voided out into the, the canopy down below of the crystal woods. You can see the dawn light shining through on this once dark chamber where the Crimson King ruled. Now there's a pile of strange shimmering ash, a few corpses wrapped in iron hanging from chains and ropes, some shelves. A strange and mangled throne, and the burned corpse of the king. 
and then there's you, the heroes that did this, that took away the king's grasp from the southern lands of Yaddle, that did away with the linchpin of fascism that plagued this part of the land. And there's your companions, the farmer woman Borda, a sort of representative of the common folk who fought and fought until her eldest was slain in this battle and fought even more. And Norris, who you freed from the gold, a powerful wizard. And Ezek, your moon elf, has traveled all the way from the jungles of Lunalay lore to defeat the dragon. That's your next target. Here you are. It's a new day in Yaddle. The king is dead. What do you want to do? How is that, Madeline? Do you like that one? <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, well, I think you did a good job. What's your plan, guys? Well, uh, we can get out of this fucking tower and go, like, I don't know, have a nap. Nice. You uh, can have a nap here. It's, yeah, pretty, yeah. it's pretty comfy here. <laughs> yeah. It's free real estate. Yep. It is free real estate. Yeah, it is. The world is your clam, guys. I mean, there's anything you want to do here. You're good. Like, what? As it grabbed the, the sword piece, right? He did. As I yeah. recall, it fell off of a high shelf and he bubbled it with light. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering who he would bring that to. I think he walks to to Herbert. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes his way over. You can tell he's hurt in some fashion. He's got like a sprained ankle or something. The way he's sort of walking over to you is not quite a limp, but it's, uh, you know, it's favoring. Yeah, very much so. And um, like a magic trick, um, when he comes to you and meets your height, him being a child and you being a gnome, mm-hmm. um, he comes a little a little close to you and, and sort of flashes his hand over an upheld palm and you see this sort of like low dome of light flash underneath it like like a like he's revealing a snow globe for a moment and then when it fades there's just this there's a sword hilt there it's pretty ordinary it's made out of iron you think at least it looks like iron it looks rough it looks like it's made out of big strips of iron that have been sort of smithed together haphazardly into something that I guess is shaped like a sword hilt, but but doesn't it doesn't hold any elegance. It doesn't hold any craftsmanship. It's it's just this sort of tarnished, bent chunk of metal. It looks quite ordinary. And he holds it out to you. Herbert uh he nods and uh he puts his hand on uh Isaac's shoulder. Um and I'll go ahead and like go ahead and bless as well. So I'm giving a D eight of health. Okay. Because I've got Enough to spare, so five more. Would you want to mark that down? Whatever. We'll do. And uh, I think Herbert gingerly takes the uh, the hilt and, um, you know, doesn't look like much, but I can really appreciate the work here. We we need to, I guess, you know, Herbert's looking around and we need to mend this. We need to mend this tower, too. We've, we've cut out an infection here, but we still have to close the wound. Hmm. As it nods. Mm-hmm. So, what now? Back to Sunbeam, I suppose. Oh, fuck no. Are you kidding me? You can't go back to Sunbeam. Oh, I have to go back to Sunbeam. Why? I've left too much there. Why would you go back? Did you... What did you leave there? <laughs> like half my inventory. Are you... Oh, no. Bro, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? We can't go back there. The king's gonna fucking ice us. Not after we've killed... Not after we've mm. killed, uh... Yeah, the Crimson King. The King's gonna ice you. 
That's what I meant. Go back. Which I'm not. Yeah. But also, like. Yeah. Okay, think about it this way. Mm-hmm. There are going to be people who know you have the hilt now. I think. I mean, what all did you leave there? Is it mailable? Where would I mail it to? Well, this sounds, <laughs> this, no, this sounds like something I can actually do with mycelium. That's true. Mm. That's valid. Just pack it all up. So me, yeah, the one that the person that, that is wanted dead. Yeah, put that in a U-Haul and I'll just uh, text you my, uh, my location. I'll share that with you. And uh... Okay, so here's what we can actually do. I can go get that mm-hmm. and I can send it to a location in the woods, tell mm-hmm. you where that location is. That way you don't have to go back and you can just keep traveling forward. Mm-hmm. Echo that's raises her hand. No, I'm not taking questions at this time. No, I mean, <laughs> that sounds valid. Although I, I feel a little bad not at least accompanying these people back to their home. Yeah. Yes, Echo, what were we going to say? Because I've got nothing. You're bored of laugh. <laughs> well, uh, Patrick is going to say that we leveled up. Yes, we did. And I oh, took dope. a spell Lame. called Red Door, mm. which can open a portal to somewhere that I have been before. Mm. Oh! So, is all... Echo's going to ask her, is all of your stuff... No, it's all, it's all in my forge. It's in the forge. It's in the forge. Yeah. Ah, I suppose I can just worry about that later. <laughs> in, mm. end, of, end, of, end of times kind of situation, you know. It's really, it's, yeah, it's what? I don't yeah. know. Scrap metal documents. What's the, uh, what's the range the lantern on Red so. Door? Is it just anywhere that I've been before? That's such a good question, Patrick. <laughs> I you looked know. at it literally like 20 minutes ago, Why and I don't remember. Why didn't you write it down? That's your because job, Madeline. I don't know what, what? spells you guys have taken. Manager, I'm not writing down your shit. I told you that I took Red Door. <laughs> well, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Range is 50 miles. Let's do a cross-reference on the yacht like map. pretty 50 miles like you not might, even Sunbeam? Might not be. On foot, Sunbeam was like a three-day journey. Yeah. No, you're right. And well, the terrain can go into that, too. We were on a road. Terrain can affect roads. They don't go straight. Are you insinuating that you think that Sunbeam is not 50 miles or is 50 miles? Not. I'm well, why would we, uh, we're not going to Sunbeam, though, right? I mean, I'm inclined to agree with you here because... There. I, right there. Uh-huh. I, I think Sunbeam right is 39 miles away from here. I could cast Red Door and target the Forge. That's feasible. This thing, we'll... we'll, we'll Seems like the the jury's still hung on this. Whether or not we actually need to go back to Sunbeam, uh, I'm, I'm okay if we don't. Stuff back if possible, and yeah, I don't even know what's there though. With Red Door, it sounds I like we stuff. can get in and get out without ever being seen. Yeah, I just want to go someplace with a bed. <laughs> Where are we? In a tower. We're on the top floor of the tower, right? Yeah. DM, I have a question. Yes. Can I say? <laughs> Okay. I will answer your question if you answer in a normal voice. Uh, What is normal? Can I say that I have dead drop locations, like small little cabins in the woods, here and here? So we could go there instead of Sunday. I think that's something... I mean, I think 
we've talked about this, right? I guess. I mean, I think that's is something that me and you need to talk about off air. Okay. But um, let's just go to the scene. If you're asking if that plan will work out, then the answer is yeah, right? Like, I think you know that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think Echo would say, like, if there's a way to get it delivered, that would be fine because, like, this is not pleasant to do. Mm. Hmm. I think while we're having this discussion, like, Herbert is going around this chamber and, like, if there's windows to be thrown open, throwing open windows, mm. he's opened the big doors, like, just, like, airing this mm. this space out. Yeah. Oh! The giant hole is definitely helping. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what are in that the lady's pockets. The lady's pockets? I can't remember she, her name. She collapsed into ash. Are you talking yeah. about cocaine? She, she, oh. No pockets there. You Herbert didn't deleted that bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she <laughs> cut her strand. Yeah, I was about to say, that's... I was just curious if there was a single pocket of gold or something. I don't think the the ghost of violent rebellion has pockets. I don't know if pockets Ain't are useful. that the way, though? <laughs> it's never convenient. Yeah. It's too bad. I don't think the evil a conquest spirit... Yeah. She was wearing leggings the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Ugh. No wonder she was mad. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm angry. And I'm wearing leggings. Oh, well, wait, I'm wearing leggings, too, under my pants. Mm. That's probably why I'm cranky. Mm. They make you cranky. But they're comfy at the same time, so it's a it's a really difficult balance. Such is life. Mm-hmm. Like leggings. Wait, in real life, or are you saying Gwydion's wearing? No, I'm wearing leggings underneath these jeans. Gwydion's totally it's wearing high. leggings. It's 65 degrees outside. Not in the shop that I work at in the morning. Valid. I think that Gwydion would definitely oh be wearing leggings, though. Yeah. Under his armor. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Helps prevent chafing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just something, an Order of the Crystal Sword thing, too. You know, like tuning leggings. Wear six leggings. pairs of pants. Leggings? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> sure. I. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Lululemon yoga pants. Yeah, Lululemon. Yeah. Uh, This expensive. They make your ass look great. They all go to the Mm -hmm. mall together. And I was more thinking about like, (laughs) you know, like night, nightish types. You know what I mean? Like, you know, (laughs) greaves or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Oh my fucking God. Not juicy on fucking (laughs) Quidian's little tiny gnome ass. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to think that Gwydion's kind of thick like that. Oh, yeah, he is. Like, 100%. Probably, like, best a cup on his butt. You don't night like that and not be carrying around a dump truck. Mm-hmm. You don't walk around with that kind of stuff all the time. I'm real, gl- I'm real glad I showed up today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know who you are? Drawing. Stop. <laughs> Stop. It's too late. It's already been done. <laughs> You, you need to halt. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, you are registered what you just did. Oh no. Okay. So anyway, um, what's it look outside this uh, this this minivan size crack in the wall? Minivan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I said carriage, but yeah, uh, it's a minivan. Uh, yeah, Dodge oh, carriage. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Ninety-eight Dodge carriage. Oh, oh fucking god. shut this fucking show down now. <laughs> um. <laughs> You peek over. As you do, like, Borda kind of is near this, mm-hmm. instinctively kind of, like, grabs onto the back of your 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 vest mm-hmm. just to secure you. Uh, mama instincts. <laughs> and as you, you lean out, you see, um, obviously, you know, the Crystal Woods um, spanning and rolling out from underneath you. Um, it is it is now full-fledged autumn. The, the leaves are, are bright and fiery. Off in the distance, you can see the three towers of sunbeam, red, green, and blue. 
And also from here, the Sunder, that sort of white scar that runs across the west and down. And then just below you, you see the cacophony of corpses and blood and wreckage on the inside of the, the Crimson Tower's walls on the site of the former battle. You see a lot of Crimson soldiers, like, rounded up, roped, roped in circles. And you see a, a, a gentle smattering of Sunbeam survivors who could once run, as was the plan, but have now come closer to the tower and sort of started a small encampment. Those tents that you were throwing out as distraction are, are being now actually utilized to round up Crimson Crown. There's a couple of strange things going on down there. Um, for one thing, you can see Arlo waving at you, like way down below. Um, waves back. <laughs> very tiny. Um, she's just like a little glint of silver armor down there, but you can see her, her waving. Um, there's a few soldiers of the Crimson Crown that are walking around this encampment and around the circumference of the tower that don't seem to be like prisoners, right? They're just like, it almost seems like they're helping. There's not many of them by comparison to who's, you know, roped. Um, but there are a few that are like either sitting and talking with Sunbeam farm folk or they're like walking around and helping people. So that's weird. Mm -hmm. um, you also see roll, roll wit. I can do that. I have dice. I forgot. Almost. Yeah, I have dice. <laughs> Three. Well. Three. First roll of the game. It looks like <laughs> it looks like a long snake, like a long, a like a, a big, wide, long, multicolored serpent or something down there. And there's a a bunch of folk, um, including Marley, mm -hmm. who are down there like around it, and it's coiled out in the grass, and they're just kind of like looking at it. And it looks like they're they're like putting their hands in it or or messing with it. You can't quite make it out. But really? it's pretty what? fucking weird looking. Uh, I think we need to go look at that. Don't know what that is. All right. Uh, is there any, uh, I'm going to ask what? for <laughs> Is there anything like of interest that maybe I should grab in here? Hmm. I think there's a lot of ornamental weapons. There's a lot of functional weapons. Um, it's a lot of armor. There's not a lot of things of joy in here there's right. more you know instruments of war um those were things of joy to to the crimson king so it's really i mean if you need a re-up on a type of weapon or a piece of armor um but beyond the sword hilt nothing really stands out as as super powerful or or uh, bright um, any arrows there are a couple arrows yeah i think that's probably what she'll grab is just arrows yeah, grab as many arrows as you like. Um, can you roll wit for me? Yes. I cannot guarantee that I'll roll wit well. Ten. Ten. You, when you're scanning around the walls, because it is just almost a library of... Um, death. Of death. Of instruments of war, yeah. <gasps> you spot near where the arrows are mounted or held um, in, in multiple different ways. Some are just like, you know... Um, God, what's the word for arrow backpack? Quiver. quiver. Thank you. <laughs> some are quivers. Some are in like arrow mounts. Backpack. Arrow backpack. <laughs> I play bass for arrow backpack. Um, some are some are in little compartments or held up in little metal harnesses or hooks. 
but in the center there's like a there's like an indention like a, like a rectangular indention in the wall that has like an arrow symbol it's like half of an arrow it's like an arrowhead and then a shaft that's also in that indention it looks very strange hmm it's almost camouflaged into the arrow section of of his um war library but um it's it's there you spot it hey e who me yeah, what do we want what do we want what do we do look at this what am i looking at echo just points at it i don't know what we're actually looking at because i zoned out Oh, I normally don't. Madeline wasn't wow. listening. I wasn't listening. Ooh, Doris was making little like she was like moving her paws, and I was like, "You're oh, falling yeah. down my leg." So uh, she's gonna be a problem, huh? <laughs> sure, I'll roll something. Our little problem child, roll something. What are you doing, yeah, Madeline? I'm looking at something. Rolling something to do something. <laughs> I can't. What are we looking at? I don't know. There appears to be Echo is <laughs> Echo is indicating to E that that she has found some sort of weird tiny little um. Uh, indention in the wall. Are you okay? Can you breathe? Are you cool? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it looks like a rectangle with an arrow symbol inside of it. It's pressed into the wall. It's like an indention. Oh, you mean a fate mark? No, it's mm. an arrow. Well, because I, you know, <laughs> it's a triangle, mm. like a little, yeah. Yeah, I guess it kind of does look like a, a fate mark, but uh, not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but really, you know, it looks like a fucking arrow symbol. It's a symbol of an arrow. Okay. But yeah, it does look similar, I guess, yeah. But it's, it's just a symbol of an arrow. It's Great, a that's arrow. a symbol of an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. What do you, okay, you want to, me to use my brain when I look at it? Is that what you're asking me? Yes. You're the, you're the, the history buff here. Uh-huh. You know things about this place. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the very first time I just ask for your fucking help. <laughs> just blame Doris. I don't know, man. I've got a dog sitting in my lap right now, and I just can't fucking focus. That's actually a cat. No. <laughs> I'm my full character now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're yeah. not. Six foot five. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> How long have you been wearing drywall stilts? What's going on? <laughs> um, is this esoteric in nature? Um, no. Hmm. Am I supposed to know what this is? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, what Honestly, do, I, do I roll something? Do you know what it is? Why are you thing. asking? No, I don't know what the fuck it is. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's what I wanted. I wanted to know if it was esoteric in nature, and I knew oh, okay. that she would ask. Okay. <laughs> At this point, Gwydion sees you guys doing this and having this whole conversation. He's just quietly standing behind you guys with his hands on his hips, like looking at the arrow. Do you know what the fuck it is? All right. Smart guy, you got something to say? Say it. You stand over there with the hands on the hips. I'm going to go over there and just push it. You push it. Push it and feel it. It sort of inserts as you push it, and you hear a a resounding, loud, bassy (laughs) click. It actually did something. (laughs) I'm gonna die. The whole tower fucking explodes. When you pull your hand away, (laughs) 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 and Gwydion is vaporizing a nuclear blast. Um, When you pull your hand away, the the indention comes with it, um, like a a clicking drawer that that comes out. And and as it comes out, at, at your eye level, um, you can see it's a, a like a, a drawer like compartment. Um, there's three sets of of iron prongs that stick out from the bottom of the drawer and hold three arrows. 
and look back at me and be like, it looks like a drawer. <laughs> and Gwydion's just going to walk off. <laughs> there you go, there are your Whoa. arrows. Are, uh, are these arrows esoteric in nature? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, really? As you take a step forward, you feel like the the peach fuzz on your face vibrating. Um, there's a pressure at the back of your eyes. And when you reach your hand towards it, um, or even look at them, you feel this like rippling wave of nausea start to oh. flicker out of the drawer at you. Oh. Uh, what do these look like? The one closest to you is an iron shaft um, with black feathers as, as, they're, as they're backing. Um, but there's no arrowhead on it. There's just a sphere, a small sphere Ooh, of, okay. uh, of black. You're not quite sure if it is like a marble or some sort of optical illusion. As it is so black, it just looks as though there's sort of a void there. You should eat that one. <laughs> the other two are, they look like fancy silver arrows. Um, they are made out of one solid piece, save for the arrowheads, which are perfect triangles of thin amber. Transparent. Can I try to figure out what this one with the feathers does? The the one with the ball, man? Yeah. Yeah. How do you want to do that? Shoot it. Uh, poke somebody with it. <laughs> I knock it into the bow, and then I shoot E with it. Let me ask you this. Are you um, Are you reflecting on your... Your my knowledge of mycelium and your days in the library, or are you trying to figure out, or are you trying to do something? Do I also feel nauseous? Yes. Oh, yes. It's powerful. Yeah. Um. So, like picking it up, I'm gonna get sick. I don't know. I mean, you feel sick right now just looking at it. I mean, we could pick it up and be sick. You it's not give that a shot. I think Echo get it because it's an arrow. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like if I reach my hand out towards it, does it get worse? <laughs> no. Um, and to be clear, it's not so bad. It's just like an unease. Yeah, it comes in waves too. You know, it's like oh, a little nauseous and it's kind of gone. There's like a relief sense, and then like it comes, kind of swells up again, and I'm just getting a little nauseous, and it kind of dissipates again. Sure, I want to reflect on my time in the library. Okay, roll it. And it is esoteric in nature, right? Yes. Sixteen. Sixteen. You're not sure about the arrow um, itself when we're talking about what it does, um, but you know that this sort of feeling is the same sort of feeling many people get when they are in direct contact with um, something related to uh, the Shadowfell or the, or the ah, realm of Shadows. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, wait, it's a perfect circle? It is. Oftentimes... <laughs> Folks don't Ooh. feel this when they're interacting with Shadow Icker or, or Beast of Icker, mm. um, simply because, like, there's not a direct connection. Like, the Shadow Icker or the Beast are, are in our realm. But when you have a direct connection to, to that realm nearby, like a portal, um, then you're going to start feeling those sorts of effects. It is a, it is a, a very gentle and slow corruption of your form. It's your body reacting to something that is not of this world when it comes to a Hold on. Um, do the... Okay, so the other two arrows, does one resemble the Feywild, perhaps? No, not really. It just looks like a silver arrow with an amber head. I have a theory. <laughs> and it's that this one mm -hmm. opens the Shadowfell portal that's on top of this tower. 
Hmm. Hmm. There's a Shadowfell portal on top of this tower? It is basic history at this point, yes. Mm-hmm. That stare that I just gave Malin, that is exactly what Echo just did to eat. Well, that's great. But it's still basic history. <laughs> mm. Gwydion knows. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gwydion like turns around like 20 feet away and he's like, it's true. Herbert's on the other <laughs> Herbert side Herbert knows. I didn't know that. Herbert knows. He's I lying. I didn't know that. You're the only one who doesn't know. I didn't know that. Hmm. Well, I mean, that makes sense. We read books. Mm. You read books, but like, yeah, you know. I also sail ships and eat yeah. oranges to keep scurvy away. But, you know, <laughs> exactly. I'm going to pick up uh, one of the silver arrows. Okay. The silver and amber ones? <laughs> yeah. Dope. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, I mean, are these magical? Are these? Yes. These these are what are causing the sort of vibrations and the pressure in the back of your head. Mm. When you When you pick it up, it's like... It's like somebody is playing drums at a consistent rate in your head. That's cool. Sick. Well, I would, uh, can I roll something to try to figure out what kind of magic or anything like that? Are you trying to, like, sense it with your witch senses? Yeah. Okay. With your Um, witch mind? Yeah, roll will. Uh, Dirty 20. Ooh. These, you know can sorry I'm trying to think about uh, the best way to describe how how she would be connecting with this so when you hold this and you really start to uh, to focus in on this feeling you're getting in your head it almost feels like the inverse feeling of of when you put your crown on that sort of like nullification on the outside of your skull this is like a loudness and a pressure on the inside of your skull of your skull and you start to realize that this has something to do with sight-based or, or sense-based magic when you when you're picking it up and moving it about in your hand as you touch the the arrowhead to your to your other hand you almost see like your palm and your fingerprints in close-up in your mind's eye and as you're rolling it around and starting to, to feel around in this you can see it turning on your on your hand and then you start to see the room around you and before long what you're seeing in your mind's eye melds with your real vision and you start to see through the arrow the arrow arrow. you can add two oracle arrows to your inventory i'm gonna take the shadow fell arrow what are you gonna do with that (laughs) wouldn't you like to know no e the archer duh that's what they call him Mm-hmm. Yeah, E, the guy, the guy who's got a bow in his inventory? <laughs> you guys didn't know? I refuse to play a character with a bow. Wow. Ooh, I wow. can't do it. What does that mean? Yeah. It means that's, nothing. That's, that's it means it's just not the character for me. Mm-hmm. It's because I have such bad aim. I already can't hit anything. But you always play characters like guns and throwing knives. and. I'm not really sure if you've noticed this, but I've stopped doing all of that. I know. <laughs> It's the iconic feel, though. You know, it's it's like you know, like I'm definitely into to Blue Archer needs food badly kind of shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I like the Archer character. You know, it feels good. Yeah. I think Madeline's just if she's not touchstoning Indiana Jones in some way, shape, or form, or some sort of spy or a vampire slayer, then you know, what can I say it's fun? What can I say? What's the uh, what's the state of uh, old Alamander's uh, piled corpse here? Hmm. Um, it's kind of shriveled. Skin is. He was burnt. on fire. Is it mm-hmm. like 
passed all the way through? Are we looking at like a pile of bones here, or is it actually like a corpse? He, he's pretty well cooked, but I wouldn't say he's well cooked. He's um, well. Cooked. I wouldn't say he's completely gone, right? There's definitely a corpse there. Yeah. You can make out his features. There's, you know, his big mane of, of silky black hair. There's uh, half of that has been burned away, but the other half is pristine. There he lays in his, his glamorous red armor. Mm-hmm. A once regal and tall creature. Yeah, he looks fucking dead. Oh, yeah, that's how I was, I was just trying to figure that out. <laughs> All right, um... I think that we need. I would like. I would like to bury Alamander. I think that's fair. If anyone has any objections, you can, uh, you know, kiss my ass. But um, <laughs> I'm going to bury this man. I'm in support of that, considering he is. I just don't know how to once. get his big fucking body down the tower. Well, I don't want to throw it out the window and get it there. But all right, uh, I think Herbert tries to go over the, uh, over to the the hole in the wall. <laughs> And see if he can't get somebody's attention and, like, try and get some people Triple to come up by, like, motioning. It's like, I need you to run up these 13 floors right now. Okay. Um, okay. I think Arlo sees this. And uh, and then she's kind of, like, putting her hands up, asking for, like, a count. Yeah. So many people you want. I guess, like, I have small hands. I'll so just yell. I think, yeah, at the top of his lungs, like, in that, that preacher voice. Six. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't hear that. She's like, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I try and put up six fingers. Okay. Holy shit. Um, she like kind of snaps her fingers. Somebody comes up. Um, it's an emerald. It, excuse me, not emerald crown. I was about um, to be like, well, it's it's an individual like dressed in crimson crown attire. It looks like possibly he's a scribe, yeah. and she's pointing, and he's using a spyglass and looking. And then you can see, like, she's motioning for, for multiple people, um, and you see seven people um, start to, like, gather around her, one of which is Marley. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she talks to them for, for a moment, and then you see them start to enter through the main, like, thoroughfare entrance of the tower. Mm-hmm. They'll probably be here in about two hours. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> sounds about right. It'll probably be, like, because yeah, they have to navigate this. Probably be a half an hour. Yeah, that sounds good. Looking at his corpse, mm-hmm. is he actually nine feet tall? Yeah, he's nine feet tall. How? That's a good question. Uh, corrupted growth. Mm. I mean, there's a there's a straight up fucking cleric spell called baleful growth. It just does your hair and nails. Maybe there's one for bones. Ooh, that would be painful. Mm-hmm. That would be very painful. Eternal growing pains. Around a half hour passes. Um, it's still early in the morning. You'd been fighting through the night, and uh, this little gaggle that you've requested of folk from down below has arrived now. Marley's sort of leading them. There's uh, a scribe from the Crimson Crown um, that you don't recognize, um, as well as a soldier from the Crimson Crown, who, again, you do not recognize, and uh, two farmers from Sunbeam um, look to be twins. And then a, a, a tall, elderly woman um, with a craned neck. Here, here they are. Okay, uh, I want to say uh, during that, that half hour's time, if there was any sort of like banner or tapestry on the wall or anything mm. like that, Herbert would have pulled it down to, to wrap his body okay. in so it's not just like a <laughs> shriveled like corpse and like, yeah, you get, you get the arm, I'll get the leg. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's um, cool. I think it's like a... Uh, a long 
red and silver velvet banner that was draped over his throne. Oh, that would have been a cool moment, like Herbert climbing up onto the throne, mm. pulling yeah. that banner down. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, his body wrapped, but I think his face is still exposed. Mm. Yeah. It's like, I, uh, are you guys ready to do this? I just like all the people that are in the room. I assume they know what Herbert's like. It's like, who, uh, who wants to help me carry him? I go, moves over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gwydion moves over. I'll also help you carry Not you, E. Oh. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Marley's like, Whatever you say. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, so yeah, let's uh, let's let's take. I'm it. not carrying him. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Honestly, your height would probably throw it all off and be like, no, mm. you, you hold, hold him lower. Nope. Stop. I mean, technically, couldn't E literally carry him? Yes, I could, but I'm not going to by himself. We've called all these people up here. Yeah, they're gonna do it now. It's, I was trying to think of how much rope we had. Maybe we could like make a. It's too late. We could lower him down. Don't fucking light. No, just throw him off the side. Fuck it. <laughs> Okay, everybody hold on to him, and now jump! <laughs> how, many, how many casts of uh, Misform do you have, and how quickly can you cast them? <laughs> Alright, so yeah. Uh, carry him down? Okay. Yeah, we're carry him down. Alright, this sort of procession uh, begins down elevators and down winding cold stone staircases, and... About an hour later, you've brought this massive body of the the Crimson King down to ground level um, into this almost like what seems to have like the the atmosphere of like an open air festival. I mean, it's not necessarily jolly, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's definitely not morose Mm -hmm. um, around here. Yeah. And uh, around you is this this sort of makeshift army that has happened. And you've brought the body out, and as you do, out of the front gates, or out into the, the front door, rather, um, and into the gate interior, like, people s- kind of lay away what they were doing and start to, to gather around in a loose semicircle mm-hmm. around where you've, we, we, where you've exited the tower. I think that uh, Harbor kind of directs everybody to uh, a good spot. Mm-hmm. Um, probably takes the lead and, like, tries to hunt down a shovel and start, like, digging, you know, to... To make a grave. Yeah. I can help dig. Yeah. Yeah, Echo would help dig. Dig! Echo's digging with her hands. (laughs) Yeah, Echo's just digging like a dog. (laughs) Okay, you guys uh, find what looks to be a small mound and um, start digging. Marley helps too, I think. Mm -hmm. There are some shovels here um, that have been plucked from the walls and sort of firemen lined to you. And you begin to dig. Somewhere off in the distance, in this sort of loose crowd, there's a gentle song playing on a lute. And you dig a a massive 10-foot-long hole, a grave, for the Crimson King. Mm -hmm. All right. I assume, like, everybody's gathered around. Mm -hmm. Ah, fuck, I got a speech. You got a speech. You set yourself up for this. I did. I did. Well, if I'm going to do the thing, I got to do the thing. <clears throat> Today was both an ending and a beginning. It, for many of you, and he's looking around, because I know that there's Crimson Crown out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This may feel like the end of a dream for some of you. Um, 
for others might feel like cool water washing over you for first bath in a long time. This is certainly another chapter for all of us. Those that you know that knew me knew that I held a very deep resentment for the things that this man, Alamander, did. But I don't hate him. I feel like somewhere in there, there was things that he wanted to accomplish for all of Yaddle. And I can respect that. We too were trying to accomplish something today. And it came at Alamander's life. If there's anything that anyone would like to bury with Alamander to help yourself move past this chapter, now's your chance. And I think, like, Herbert uh, reaches in and uh, he has that silver dagger. Mm. So, like, Herbert reaches down and grabs a handful of, uh, of, uh, of soil, tosses it, and uh, reaches down. <laughs> probably having somebody hold on to his collar so he doesn't fall in yeah. and uh, he, he lays uh, his silver dagger on uh, on Alamander's chest mm. I think there's a a long silence and then a small line forms there was a moment where um, a lot of people were shifting around looking at your group some nodding but mostly most everyone deeply listening and then there was a a, a time where they were waiting for you all to throw something into the grave. Um, and when you didn't, they began, um, say one in every 10 people kind of form a, a loose winding line and, uh, start throwing things down, um, into it. Um, the first of which is Borda who comes up to the edge, her toes like go over the edge a bit into the grave and she kind of looks off in the distance where you can see the night that you had fought, another funeral had been held. You can see there's fresh earth there. Um, a few people in the crowd that shares her features or her dress, other farmer folk or her family, look to that spot too. And they they see where her eldest is buried and see what she's doing. And she takes the, the pitchfork that was... Um, harnessed around her back and now smeared with blood a, a tool of of food and hearth turn into a weapon and and she throws it down and in, into the grave and the line keeps going for a bit and then it dwindles and then it ends is anybody else doing anything otherwise i'll start to wrap this up i think echo looks at me and says do you want to say anything <sighs> i thought about it but I don't know. There's nothing he really ever gave me. Um, but at the same time, without him, my family wouldn't exist. So I figured I could just bury him. Hey, <laughs> Echo just kind of smiles. It's like, okay. I mean, it's it's upsetting because it's my uncle that I never got to know. And now he's dead. But I don't have anything to contribute to this. Other than knowing that I at least didn't land the final blow. Well, you did the right thing, too, by helping us. I know that wasn't easy. Um, no, it was not the plan at all. But here we are, now we get to bury him. 
And we start burying him. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <thank you>. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're going to kind of like mark the end of that. And I think that uh, as like Herbert is also again, like taking the lead to like start to uh, entomb him in the earth. Um, and while he's working, like you could probably, if you're close enough to hear him, hear him like kind of like, Half mumbling, half praying under his breath. It's like, and now, now we can begin anew. Now we can begin anew. These, oh folks, if you can hear me, please let this place no longer be a blight. Mm. No longer a blight. Let it, let it bring people together to build something, but not to kill. Probably goes on like muttering a little bit to himself and like half prayer doing that. there's a deep warm wind that begins to billow out from the crystal woods around you um, as the the funeral comes to an end and the procession begins to scatter back to their task the first person to approach you afterwards is arlo their sword sheathed and and her armor dented Um, she looks like Tired, more tired than the rest of these folk, but in good shape. She comes up to you and puts a hand on Gwydion's shoulder. I hope you didn't have to take too many lives. It was less than I thought it would be. It's good news. Even better is to see that you all, and she looks around at the rest of you, and then kind of dwells on Echo, that you all survived. Um, We did well here. Down below, I don't know how much you were told from Borda, but um, your plan was a great success. Many of the Crimson Crown folk, the ones you see not tied up, who we were able to to vet enough to realize that they didn't have any real allegiance to the king, um, or at least his values, uh, wished to to join us on the walk to, to retrieve the rest of the sword. I would urge you to be cautious of of them simply because of their past but um for the most part we're we're pretty comfortable having them walk about the camp they seem genuine also there's something i'm well not me we've been working on if you'd like to take a look and she kind of motions over you where you see a, a splattering of color across the the gray grass here on the inside of the crimson crown's walls I forgot about that shit. <laughs> Marley's over yeah. there too. Yeah. Marley seems to be in charge of whatever it is that's happening there. Yeah, let's go. Well, let's go take a gander. Uh, what is this? Yeah. Okay. Echo says, I'll catch up. And she stays at the grave for a second. We'll get to me in a minute. You okay. guys do your thing. Okay. Um, the three of you walk over there with Arlo. Um, Arlo shoots you a confused glance, Echo. Kind of worried. She, she like just kind of shakes her head. She says, nothing serious. I'm just... Gonna, gonna give something, even though it's already done. I have something I think I can give. Um, when you get over there, you're greeted by Marley. Well, hello. You ain't dead. Yeah, we didn't die yet. <laughs> yeah, we tried. We did try. Yeah. Really cool of you to make me have to do an errand. Um, immediately after a big fight. What? Probably could have used big guy to carry the body down all by yourself but uh you chose to 
um, utilize the labor of a child to do it instead. Very oh, cool. Yeah, I'm are, straight are you, winded. <laughs> are, are you saying that? Oh, oh, I, I didn't realize it. You want you want ready for that responsibility? I was very ready, my liege. I was very ready to carry the big the big well, boy time, down. Next time, I'll make sure to ask you if you're ready to burden the <laughs> the rights of a, a fallen warrior. I didn't mean any disrespect. I was just trying to to lighten the mood. Herbert, anyway, Herbert like punches her like <laughs> in the shoulder. Oh, good job! I'm glad you're you. not dead. Thanks. I'm I'm glad you're not dead either. Look it. She points. And you can see the beginning of it is that banner of Orphos that you had seen initially, the the flag that she was to lead the, the battle in. Um, but, you know, it's just a square of red with a gold crescent on it, um, sort of tattered. Now you can see there's a square cloth. Um, it looks like maybe like a potato sack that had been sewn on just behind it, like cut in the same shape and dimensions as the flag but then cut um to match it and sewn on and then after that there's a, a block of blue and then another um this one with a symbol of like a silver trident and you can see that other people are bringing bits of cloth or embroidering cloth around here with with little needles and threads that they've brought um in their packs um or tearing bits off from their own clothes and and sewing or, or cutting them um and there's a a sort of collaborative banner that's forming here and she says this is what they want to fly um on the big walk that's what they're calling it you know i suppose many of these people haven't really traveled more than 10 miles outside of sunbeam before so um it's going to be quite quite the trial for them and uh i think this is a, a good solution for motivation um wasn't necessarily my idea um that first bit after after my flag that's uh that's from carolyn's dress um borda's eldest they took it off to remember and then once they sewed that on um it, it they just kind of kept going and uh it's gone quite long now i'd say um I don't know how we're going to carry it. I, I, well, I've tied it to the spear for now, but, you know, it's going to be pretty heavy, I'd, I'd imagine. Probably need a couple of spears. Mm. That's a good idea. Like different spears at different points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I figured we'd just drag it, but that seemed a little bit... Yeah, it'll yeah. bust the stitches. Yeah. Was, I'm figuring it out, you know. Oh, I think this is great. You like it? Yeah, yeah. it's really nice. It's lovely. Cool. Gwydion, do you like it? Do you like it, Gwydion? I love it. panicking. Oh. And oh. I know why he's panicking. Yeah. And we'll talk about it in a second. Cool. I'm- Marley, I've never been so proud of you. Oh. I think that this is exactly what we needed. This is what I want for everyone. I think this is great. Okay. Well, she's like kind of tearing up. You don't have to say dramatic shit like that. I I'm just thought it was a- dramatic. I'm just damn proud. I think this is great. I'll leave it at that. Good job, Marley. Cool. Fucking mint. <laughs> 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 Fucking mint. Mint. <laughs> All right, what are you doing, Echo? Uh, well, first thing... Because we need to team huddle in a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First thing Echo does is she just kind of stands there for a second and looks at this fresh patch of dirt. And um, then she looks around. Is there, like, a, a, a piece of the tower that's fallen down here? Mm, um, in like fact, a boulder or a rock? Yeah. In fact, the, the big, like, blackened 
I, I don't want to call them river stones, but they're, they're, I mean they're much larger. The big the big rocks that fell from the top of the tower in that central that central room that you had the battle in. There's it's scattered near here. Yeah, is there one that looks like it's small enough that she could like roll oh, over? Most definitely, most definitely. She's marking the grave. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, you roll over and, and place it at the head. And I didn't uh, fucking think about that. Yeah, I didn't either. Mm. She marks it with that, and then she uh, she takes like she goes down, takes a knee at the foot of the grave, and she um, unshoulders her bag, reaches in and pulls out uh, some ember clump mm. that she's had forever, and uh, I assume it has seeds, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. So she's essentially going to plant some ember clump here. That's cool. I love that a lot. Okay. Um, I actually don't know if that grows as a tree or as like a bush or a shrub. Guess you'll find out. But because I think the only time she's ever seen it is in this form that's been given to her. Right. Um, but she knows what it is and it feels fitting. Mm. So she's going to plant some ember clump kind of around the grave. Mm. And uh, she's kind of muttering to herself. And she's speaking in green, and she's just reciting a mantra, basically, of let there be peace. Let there be peace in the east and in the west. Let there be peace in the north and the south. Let there be peace in all worlds. So let it be. And she sits for a minute longer, just kind of on her knees there, and then she stands up brushes her pants off and heads over to them. So team huddle. Yep. <laughs> um, these people mm-hmm. want to go with you guys to get to the sword and that is a not good decision. All of these people want to carry this flag with you guys to the sword. I mean, you you understand yeah. what's happening. That can't that can't happen. Everyone's gonna know you're coming. It's too loud. So, well, as perhaps, beautiful of a gesture as it is, it's perhaps this is a good opportunity for this crowd to be led in another direction. That's what I was thinking. We can redirect what they want to do. It's not that they're doing anything wrong. It's just they're going to hurt their own effort if they come with us. Most of them will die if they hit Fearmore. So we have to redirect their efforts. That's true. Fearmore is, from from your accounts, sounds like it's going to be more dangerous in many ways. We have to... We have to either cross or go around the sunder and get it close to that. You can go under it. I don't want to leave this. No, 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 no. My lord. Let me actually help for once out of, you know, the year and a half we've been doing this. There is a, uh, he he pulls out a map. So there's a drop point right here next to Nax Swamp, and it has a series of tunnels under it. It is... Technically mycelium, and you're technically not supposed to be there, but there is, it connects to another drop point that goes around 
I don't know where it comes out, but it goes under the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at the map and I have, I've lost my other marker. So I think he's literally like, it ends up somewhere. It's going to be overgrown. Nobody goes over there. There? No, that's where you start. That's where I pointed to. Right. That's what I'm asking. That's where it starts. Yeah, that's where you start. Okay. Well, you pointed at it over the fuck there. I could. I'm sorry, Mr. Right. Four Eyes. Yeah, it's like what he, the fuck? He's just assuming that there's like a top-down high-style camera that's like presenting. Like, Absolutely. here's the plan. Yeah, <laughs> they're like three feet away. Like, we can't fucking see. Yeah, I'm that. like holding it up in my view, and all of them are like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it'll come out. It's overgrown, but it'll come out around Jacksnap or your original watchtower. It'll be in that area. That can get you under the sunder, but then, you know, you are going through tunnels, and I don't know how crazy you are about that. But you can rest there at the edge of uh, Nax Swamp at the, um, it's like a little cabin. Should be a few beds there. Yeah, the bed sounds good. There's probably some relics. <laughs> if you take something, don't tell me you took it. Because, again, you're not supposed to be there. I wouldn't tell you in the first place. Great. And I guess, as much as I really don't <laughs> want to, I could lead these people somewhere else. We could still accompany uh, them for a while, perhaps. You take them to, uh, take them to reclaim uh, Watchtower mm. Harvest. Oh, we could. Well, we could do that, or we could uh, reclaim Watchtower Mist, where... Um, I, I didn't realize Watchtower Mist had fallen. No, Watchtower Mist was not fallen. Yeah. Because oh. that's... And that's also the opposite direction of Fearmore. It is. Yeah. I'm trying to not let I mean, these You're trying to get these people away, away from, from Fearmore. Fearmore. Right? Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, Watchtower Harvest is far enough south. Sure. You know? And I mean, like, since it's been abandoned, I mean, do you think the remaining people of Ghoul's Crest had a whole lot of help from the Crimson after mm. the Crimson took it? No. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> That's fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sound like a fight, y'all? I think so. I think I'm, that's the best I'm actually kind of a fan of that. Yeah. How are yeah. you feeling about accompanying them to... I mean, I, like I said, I mean, I'm not crazy about it, but... It's better than watching all these people fucking die in the woods. Yeah. There is a holy river up there somewhere, by the way. Hmm. I don't know where the fuck it is. I've obviously never been to Veermore, but it's there somewhere if you find it and you need of some type of holy magic. Maybe our our, our uh, resident tour guide can help us find it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think I know what you're talking about. Well, what's wrong? Nothing. No, I've just got some questions for you guys. Um... First, I mean, obviously, I, I need to bring up the point, like, I don't know how you guys are going to get these guys to swallow this. I mean, they seem pretty indoctrined to the cause, and they're – and they feel like they're winning. And that's apparent in – as you look around, like, that's apparent in what's happening, right? Um, we could lie. lie to them. That's an interesting uh, proposition. I should lie to them. The other thing is um, – one of the reasons you guys were taking down the king, right, was to get help in regards to uh, – or like from the Emerald Crown. So are you guys still taking the Emerald Crown soldiers with you to Veermore? Mm. Because, like, the offer was, like, I've got 30 Emerald Crown dudes that you guys can take as 
basically cannon fodder, which I know that might, you know, change your opinion on that. You might not want to have them in harm's way either, but they are, they're here for you. You know, that was part of that deal. Um, and then there's also the, um, the, the cave speakers that he was going to, the Emerald King was going to send with you to help you communicate with the bat folk in Veermore, I believe. Right. Because just don't. I thought those. that we got all these people to take down the red tower. Yeah. We got these people to do that. They've oh, already for sure. done their job. For sure. And the Emerald Crown were involved in that too. But when you guys were in discussion in the meeting in general, there was talk about Veermore and the dangers it brings. Um, and part of the, the Emerald Crown deal was like, or part of the reason that you're asking for help to begin with. Sorry. You're asking for help to begin with in the meeting to help you get to Veermore and get the sword. Right. And part of that was killing the king. So you get the Emerald Crown soldiers, but then there's also discussion about Veermore and how dangerous it was. And particularly Gwydion brought up um, the bat people, the, yeah. bat, the relic, the relic grabbers with yeah. the bat wings. And they, they, and the Emerald King was suggesting to, to you're send, taking all these fucking people to Veermore. Okay. So you're taking all yeah. those soldiers. I'm confused. Well, here's the thing. We have uh, a number of uh, NPCs that are very much leaders. Uh, we have one PC that uh, is, has a silver tongue. Um, and we have three very swift other PCs. We could just like say, well, now it's a race. Everyone knows where we're going. We have to get there first. When y'all catch up, you catch up. <laughs> I can make that work. Yeah. Sure. I would still stop at uh, Watchtower Harvest though. I mean, yeah. it's, it's close enough. Yep. It's a good place to like resupply. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that that we could break off and like split up because yeah. I personally, and I think Echo will vocalize this. I think that Veermore will be much easier to traverse if we travel light and small. Oh, of course. Keep our footprint low. Most of these people have barely stepped off of any sort of well-established hiking trail, let alone trying to push through brush like that. And I think what we could do is we could pitch it like this. They could meet us at the edge of Veermore and offer support on our exit. Because once we get in, getting out is a problem as well. Mm -hmm. And they could be there as auxiliary. And they needed. could keep things from coming in behind us. Exactly. And that is important. That's just as important as our, as our effort. Because that could happen. We could get intercepted. We could get caught with our pants down. So that would help us. And they would still be doing an essential role. So that might be something to do. They could form a perimeter around the edge of Veermore and just keep an eye on things and hold there. Or in bare minimum, take a vantage point. Right. That's pretty interesting. I do okay. still want to bring up the cave speakers, though, though, because that is part of that deal was having somebody I could translate with the bats and because they're they're, you know, without the guidance of the crystal swords order, they're basically feral warriors in that in that woodland. Um, do you maybe like want to say that we can send word back to Sunbeam and have them meet you at Watchtower Harvest or something? Yes. Yeah. That little gaggle soldiers yep. and or the cave speakers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. OK, yeah, cool. Okay, I'm 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 up to speed now. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is a good plan. Wait, I like. How many of us are actually going? 
are we actually going to Watchtower Harvest? Or are we splitting off beforehand? Splitting off beforehand. Mm. I think... Okay, so hear me out. So I could lead these people to Watchtower Harvest. I mean, it's not going to be quiet. It's going to be a big ruckus, whatever. Anybody who is going to be wanting to get the sword is going to see that. It's going to be like, we got plenty of time. They're slow, fucking old, don't know what's going on. You guys can already be there. I mean, I'm a luggage, we could be there in two days. Absolutely. You could take the tunnel and the luggers, be there in a day and a half. Of course, there's monsters, but (laughs) I mean, the the tunnels that go under the sunder. Yeah. I don't know. You could choose whatever you wanted to do. The tunnels would be easier, or you could go through the sunder. Or around. You're going to be losing a lot of time if you go around. There is a thin strip of land. I don't know how... I don't know if you're on Halia's good side. There's this thin, thin strip of land that goes between it, over it. We've met Halia and us, too. Yes. Well? We didn't break any rules, I don't think. Don't think so. Zach's making smirking. Did we break a rule that I'm... No! Uh, we probably did something. <laughs> no, I'm also laughing because it's very quickly starting to sound like two different plans again. So it's yeah. like, no, it's not. Oh, no, no, yeah. not at all. Literally, not at all. I'm taking these people to Watchtower Harvest, and I just gave them an option. Yeah. They can either take tunnels, or they can go through the weird thin strip of Halia world over the Sunder. Okay, but Gwydion was saying bring them to the edge of Veermore to act as border guards, essentially. Yeah, behind us. Once they stop off at ta- Watchtower Harvest. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. They, they give us it. enough time to get into Veermore, and yeah. then they. Follow along behind us. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. How are we going to get a cave speaker in, though? You just take it with you. Is there one small enough to fit up. in the backpack? Yeah. Maybe. This is a person. <laughs> this is, no, it's not like an item. It's like a dude who can suck. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to bring this blue box in. <laughs> what if I can make sure they get to you? Let I me mean, handle that. Uh, well, we could take one, put them on a lugger. Are they with us now? The cave speakers? Yeah. No. <laughs> That's what I thought. No, they have to be So we're going to have to yeah. send oh. them out. Oh, well then, yeah, they can catch up. Fuck them. Yep. Sounds good to me. So we're splitting the party. No, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, There's no is, splitting the party. This is, this is your new party. Okay. You could give me a sending stone. That's technically mine, by the way. That's you have. If you need something, I can tell you where these people are, or I can forget to use it and leave it in my pocket. Hmm. I didn't know this had been in your ear. Gross. And Gordon takes it out and throws it to you. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So, I'll lead these people, and we'll go to Watchtower Harvest, and you guys will already be in Veermore, and we'll just, you know, we'll just watch your back. It'll be super easy. Zero pressure. It's not like you've just given me a fucking army. It'll be great. It'll be really fine. And um, so I guess this is this is goodbye. Well, you know, you make me nervous when you talk like that. When you get that tone. Wait a minute. There's there's, there's, there's points in your conversations with E that you're not nervous. Yeah. That's true. Yep. He's kind of like having a whole hornet's nest in a bag and just shake it every now and then. Well, not to brag, 
But I am going to brag here for a moment. <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> With this army and mycelium, I mean, I'll have just as many men as the king, so whatever you need, just let me know. I mean, you've got a you, real phone-a-friend here. You know that they're not... Your, what's a phone? You know that they're not <laughs> yours, right? Like, forever? Oh, yeah. Just for this time being. And they're not really technically mine. I'm going to offer them on border and Marley. Um, I'm sure Arlo might uh, snag a couple to uh, reestablish. Absolutely. Harvest. So... I'll sort of have my hands and everything, which is exactly what I want. I thought that's what you did already. But even more so. Even better. So it's a win-win. Well, thanks. You didn't kill me, which is not what I was expecting. I thought for sure I'd be dead by now. Not 100% what I was expecting either. You you wanted to kill me, for sure. I think all of you have wanted to kill me at some point. Stay, I mean, maybe still want to. If I wanted to kill you, you'd be dead. Well, if I, if I outlive you, I'm certainly taking that hand back. You're not going to outlive me. I don't know. No. I don't know. <laughs> There's no way. He'll never be able to find me well, again. Well, as long as you don't stick your head in like a random hole in the wall like what you did with the hand, I think, yeah, maybe. I should be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll probably outlive you if I don't die in Veermore. No, you won't. <laughs> I'm an elf. Do you know how much fucking science I have now? I'm an elf. <laughs> Whatever. I have all the power of science. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is where I'm supposed to have like a heartfelt goodbye, but it doesn't actually feel like goodbye. It feels like I'm still going to be helping. Yeah. Which is not what I was expecting. Well, you're, I mean, you're going to Sandra, right? Eventually. I mean, we've definitely put a pin in that for now. Unfortunately. It also doesn't feel quite as much like a goodbye since you have a sending stone. We can always... Really, only use it if you really need me because it's going to be like snail mail. Right, right. So use it for nothing but fart jokes. I mean, do you want it back? <laughs> no, no, I want you to no, have it. No, it's yours. Oh, Otherwise I can't God. get the jokes to you. I think I did pay for some of it, so it makes sense. Mm. I really don't have a heartfelt goodbye. I mean, this is... This is it. Thank you. I'm sure for better or worse, we'll see you again at some point. For worse. <laughs> for worse. Find the piece of the sword. Remember that you're going to kill Murdoch with it. Definitely do that together. Haven't forgotten it's that. It's not a one-man thing. No. Um, I've always wanted to go to the desert. I remember reading about it. It's pretty nice. I mean, there's no humidity, which is amazing. Hmm. Your I hair see. wouldn't frizz out like that, so... That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. I think I'd probably look the best I've ever looked in the desert. I think you would, too. So, I know I'll see you again, eventually. It's hot enough out there that it melted all my hair off, though, so be careful. Oh, oh is that what happened? <laughs> oh, really? Is that what happened, Herbert? Is that, is that what you tell people? No. Hmm. That would be a good one. Well, if you need to, if you need to, you know, charter a, a boat, I uh, know some people. I can make it happen. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yes. Mm -hmm. You know, if you ever want to be a pirate, I've got a great position for you. Mm -hmm. You never know. 
might uh, hit my midlife crisis and decide to <laughs> get back at it. <laughs> what is that? At like three hundred years old? Yeah, or? I think so. <laughs> Damn, you might outlive me. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well? Echo just stands up and puts her hand out, like a handshake. You gonna fucking shake my hand? I mean, what else would you want me to do? Well, I would like. I would. You know what? I would appreciate a hug. She holds her hand out. I take my hand off and I put it in your hand. <laughs> she goes, thanks, and puts that in her bag. No! <laughs> she takes it back okay. out, hands it to you. Oh my fucking god. Well, group hug. <laughs> Gwydion's eyes get really big and glossy. Oh and no! Anime eyes, and he's like, I thought you'd never ask. And he oh. runs up and hugs your legs. Yeah. Oh no! Little guy giving a big hug. Yeah. Oh. Group hug. Group hug. Except Echo's out there, all cold and lonely without a hug. Echo walks over <laughs> and carefully, just like over the top of them, over the top of the gnomes, just like hugs E. It's like the stiffest, like board. Yeah. She's just like, like, a, I don't <laughs> but she gives E a hug. You've never hugged a person before in your entire life, have you? Uh, it's been about 16 years. Come on. I'll just give her a big old bear hug. A big old bear <laughs> hug. All right, well, no crying. Go on. You all have right. to, you know, go kill the dragon and stuff. Well, well we need to uh, organize this lot, I imagine. And uh, before we head out, I would like to uh, walk the grounds a little bit. Go for it. Yeah. So just like we can start narrating getting ready to leave mm. and Herbert's going to walk the uh, the breadth of uh, the grounds. Kind of packing up camp. Mm-hmm. E, I, I assuming that you're going to tell everybody what's going on. Yeah. So you're kind of doing same thing or similar thing in the opposite direction and um, you're moving about, getting everything set up, telling everyone your plan. Um Spreading the word throughout. As you're, as you're doing this, e um, and sort of seeing these people face these people's faces pass by, and and spreading this this information. There's a moment where you see this elderly man on the edge of the forest, mm-hmm. um, right past a gap in the wall. He's He's dousing some a fire with with a bucket of water and packing up a little camp cauldron. Um, it looks like he's there with a young young man with a sword, probably his son. And he's off in the distance, um, and you kind of make eye contact with him. And from across the the gray grass, he yells out to you. He says, "Emerald," and he kind of gives you a thumbs up. He Hello. says. From across the way, you hear him call, you made a difference. And that's that. Herbert, as you're walking and getting everyone into a position to travel, to get out of here, to, to follow E, essentially, mm-hmm. Arlo is kind of sidestepping with you, like saddles up next to you, kind of assisting you. But there's a there's a moment where your walks align where they parallel and she asks you, so... 
have we thought about how we're going to reforge this sword? I know how. You know how? I know how. Well, that solves that. One of uh, one of the things that I picked up in uh, Greenwick. Mm. I don't think I've ever heard of it being done before, read about it, but there seems to be a way, and I think that I might just be the person to do it. Most excellent. Then I suppose the next question is uh, where we're going to find a swordsman good enough to wield it. I imagine once it's whole again, um, I think that that will just come to light on its own, and we won't have to hunt for anyone. She kind of nods, and your pace hasn't stopped. You're you're all walking together and, and setting up this camp and kind of instructing people. And, and as you say this aloud, you hear someone within the crowd off, off in the distance kind of clear their throat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and as Arlo moves to look and see who it was um, you see emerging from the crowd an ancient old man with kind of a small stature a hard jaw almost almost like a like a strong cat he looks like and these golden locks that are fringed with deep gray old sunken eyes and, and a little scar on the top of his lip he's wearing patchy white cloaks and he kind of comes out of the the forest of this crowd and he says I think I might have someone that would fit the bill and he extends a an aged meaty hand in your direction and unfurls his fingers and you can see resting on his palms are a set of cracked old acorns Thank you.